2: You're back on the Doctor Dolly Show. Thank you all for tuning in. One eight seven seven Doctor Dolly. One eight seven seven D O C D A L I. So, should you be closing the toilet seat lid when you flush the toilet? I've told you guys to do that for years. Don't watch it go down. Don't you know? Sing a song. <laughs> Don't ask the family to come see how cool it is, don't videotape it don't Facebook live it, live stream it post it on TikTok, just flush the toilet close the seat before you flush get the hell out of there, flush and run and don't get contaminated well now we have scientists saying no nah, doesn't matter whether you close the lid or not now I pay a lot for my toilet I pay a lot for the toilet seat. If I need a new toilet, new toilet seat, it comes with a lid. Don't tell me I've been buying that for nothing. Now, according to this study, which I don't know if I am 100% in agreement with because I personally like there being that lid, I get where they're going. See, when you're in the sciences like I do, you kind of get other scientists, and I uh, not my favorite group of people to hang with, but I get them. And they get me. So according to their study, and yes, people spend money on studies like this. It's called the impacts of lid closure. You know, just in case they're British. Impacts of lid closure during toilet flushing and of toilet bowl cleaning on viral contamination of surfaces in United States restrooms. See, United States restrooms. Like, okay, us you, us Americans don't know what the hell we're doing. So they have been, they study the viral aerosols, not that there's viruses in the toilet, but there's virus, bacteria, fecal matter, urea, when you flush, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, pieces of the cake, whatever. And so they say that they show that toilet lid closure prior to flushing does not mitigate Cross contamination. They said the big concern they have is if you close the lid and you flush, you propel everything onto that lid. So then when you open the lid, it's going to be more on the seat. But you see, but for me, aerosol is aerosol. You know, if you flush and then you don't go potty for another, I mean, in my family, I'd probably go maybe 10 minutes later. 10 minutes for things to kind of settle but they say it doesn't matter because it contaminates the toilet contaminates the seat you're contaminated anyway so you see you got to be careful with the science they're saying it doesn't mitigate cross-contamination well viral particle for viral particle bacteria for bacteria if the stuff what is it what was it the um not newton's law mass equals mass i sorry I was in the sciences. I didn't say I passed my classes. So the mass goes somewhere. So they're not wrong with that. But I like the older data saying, look, you know. It could spread. So this current study published in the American Journal of Infection Control says after flushing the inoculated toilets, I'd like to see how they inoculated them. Dr. Dahlia, can you please inoculate this toilet? I'd be like, please just give me some bread. Give me 10 minutes. Give me my smartphone so I can play a game. I'll inoculate it easy for you. They said the toilet seat bottoms average 10 to the 7th Right? particle forming units per 100 centimeter square. Viral contamination of restroom surfaces did not depend on the toilet lid position, up or down. If the toilet bowls were actually cleaned using a bowl brush with or without hydrochloric acid, you had a 99.99% reduction in the contamination of the toilet bowl water versus observed versus no product. So they are suggesting to clean your toilets. If you clean your toilets, that's better. But here's my problem though. I mean, when you use the toilet and you I, I, I don't think I mean, do they want us to pour the acid in it first before we flush? So studies since the 1950s have looked at the toilets and the lids because I think that's when lids got became a lot more popular. You used to just have a water closet, just have a hole, just have a seat. Then they started to use lids, which I think it was because people needed a place to sit in the bathroom. You now, when I had my when I'd be putting on my makeup, I mean it takes me a lot of time to put my makeup on. What do I do with the kids? I'm like sit on the toilet, but I don't want them to fall into the toilet, so I'm like, well, make it a seat. You could sit in the bathtub but you could fall back and hit your head. So the bathroom, what the toilet seat did is it allowed people to use the water closet or a bathroom as another sitting area, especially for those of us that couldn't afford to have a living room. So that's what I think. So previous studies found, like from the University of Colorado, that if you flush the toilet, it could spray five feet above the toilet. Well, if you're standing there and you're five, five, six, and the toilet is already about a foot above, you're getting it right into your face. So do you close the lid? Do you flush and run? Do you leave it open and live stream it? This is what I say you do. Number one is clean your toilet. Number two, still close the lid. And flush it. I I think, because your toothbrush is getting... Wasn't there a study saying your toothbrush is one of the most contaminated things in the bathroom next to, like, the floor and the walls and all that, because your toothbrush... If you have a small bathroom, the counter is right there and the toothbrush is right there by the toilet. As far as I'm concerned, we've seen the evidence of plumes. Let's be anti-plume. I don't want to be political, but we're going to have to be anti-plume when it comes to the toilet. But when you lift it up, Maybe hold your breath. Maybe clean it before you use it again. Because what they're saying is if somebody closes the lid and flushes, you're going to be sitting on a dirty toilet seat. No duh. Now, I cleaned the toilet. Just miraculously, I cleaned the toilet this morning. It's horrible. I can't stand it. I I cannot stand cleaning toilets. I don't mind fixing toilets. I'm really good at that. I'm good at plumbing. I'm just not good at... (laughs) Yeah, so I don't really like being anywhere near the toilets. And then if you have that current... Like running where it makes sounds, I think it's still spewing stuff. So I say close the lid. One eight seven seven. Doc Dolly, don't go away.
1: Yours free at mysolarbackup.com.
0: Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay heating pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at Sunny-Bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from Sunny-Bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now, 800-284-0523,
1: 800-284-0523. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million.
2: On the Dr. Dahlia Show. Thank you all for tuning in. One eight seven seven Dr. Dolly. 1877 D O C D A L I. Big thanks to Genesis Communications Network for making the show happen. Big thanks to Jason, our producer, and big thanks to you all for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Dr. Dahlia and on Facebook, the Dr. Dahlia Show. So right now the trial is underway for the parents of the school shooter, Ethan Crumbly. Who was the Oxford um, school shooter in Michigan? And the mom, Jennifer Crumbly, has been, I guess, cross examined. And we're finding some interesting things about her life apparently she had an affair with a uh, fire captain apparently they were using swingers apps and adult friend finders finders to you know have sex parties and things like that and you know i get that you know some people are uh, into some kinky things okay but the child and i'm not saying he's innocent But the child has been apparently had been asking for help. When you look at some of the pictures and saying, you know, I can't stop the thoughts. Help me. The school saw that there was an issue. Why didn't the parents? And she may face the mom. They face up to 60 years in prison. She blames the dad for buying the son the gun that he used to kill four ki- four students and uh, wound multiple others. But I think we need to have an honest conversation about how crappy people parent. And I see it time and time again where people will have kids and then they just watch TV or society and they think, oh, okay, well, I'm doing a good job because the kid wakes up, I feed him breakfast, I dump him off at school. There's a babysitter when they come home I might ask them how their day was, help them with their homework. They go to bed. I did my parental duties. And I think a lot of us have gotten into that sort of habit. And kids and children and adolescents need a lot more parent contact. Now, you're saying, uh, Dr. Dye, have you ever had teenagers? They want nothing to do with us. All right, well, how was it supposed to be? Let's look at caveman days. Okay, when we didn't have TV, we didn't have computers, we didn't have offices we needed to commute to in Manhattan. What happened with the kids? So, in caveman days or cavewoman days, whatever, all right, the babies would be born. They needed to feed off of mom. So, until they could eat the zebra or the nuts and whatever was hunted or gathered, they would be breastfed. So that child was close to mama for a good period of time. If mama couldn't breastfeed them, there were other mommies or other people within the den of humans What you know that would be around that child if that child needed to eat. Then the child needed to learn how to feed themselves, needed to learn how to be productive. So the child would go with mom, go with dad, be with other kids. Somebody might teach the kids. But there were always grown-ups around these kids. The kids, parents thought that they were the best teachers. So they would take their children with them to hunt, to gather, and to learn things. And so your child would be around you. We started to develop schools. Parents needed to support Their families, industries needed to be done. We needed to start having factories. We needed to build cars. We needed to manufacture things. So society had to come up with a way on what to do with your kids so the parents could still be productive. Some parents would bring their kids to work with them. Others, employers found that not to be ideal. So the kids be somewhere else. And then we slowly started to develop babysitting and after-school camps and all sorts of things. Now, for me, when the kids came home or were done with school, because I had to work all day, we brought them to the office. I had the kids work. I had the kids help if they wanted to take a nap. I even had some of the kids come in and help me with patients. If the patients said it was okay. But I wanted the kids to use their time wisely. Spending that sort of time with your child then allows there to be some more communication as long as you're communicative and are open to communication. And ask about their day. Ask about how they're feeling. Where did that bruise come from? Show me what you're drawing. How many of you as parents have ever asked to see your kids work? Let me see your homework assignment. Let me see your handwriting. See, I did that because I just want to make sure I was still somebody was psychoanalyzing my kids. Let me see your handwriting. Draw the family. Just draw us. Draw mommy, daddy, the pets, your siblings. I just just draw the family. And I wanted to see if there was, you know, did they make me, you know, with googly eyes, you know, and or did they, uh, uh, you know, did they have, uh, you know, weapons in their drawings? Did they have any, you know, because in medical school, we learned how many kids psychologically may not manifest their concerns verbally, but they might do it visually or or artistically. Uh, families was all on the same plane. Sometimes if dad is larger and up in the sky, that could signify that that child um, has a very um, is dominated a lot by that parent. That parent might be uh, uh, um, might be abusive. But when everybody's on the same plane and they seem to be happy, if the child draws themselves as far away from the family, where the family's all happy, but that particular child is way off to the side. That also signifies things. So I, I, you know, and if you don't know how to psychoanalyze the drawing, have your kid do a drawing and show their doctor just so that the doctor could pick up on things. In fact, we learned that if there were fruit trees, that could be a sign of sexual abuse. Uh, They said studies have shown that if somebody draws a fruit tree, tree now I don't know 100% about that because some of us I remember when I was you know grew up in California we had some plants in our backyard with strawberries and I thought that was cool so I might draw a plant with strawberries if I'm drawing the, the house but they said that's something that needs to be looked at so and I know parents are like well I don't want to be accused of something if my kid draws you know a banana tree or something but or an apple tree but we can pick up signs so if the child isn't around the parents, and the child's not talking to the parents, and the parents aren't looking at their work, they're not going to pick things up. Now, I talked about how a lot of parents are in denial. If you know, if a child's played a video game, and you're like, why do you like that video game? Oh, because I could kill people. Many parents are thinking to themselves, oh, okay, oh, boys will be boys. If a child is finding pleasure in killing things, We need to probably have a conversation with that. Do I think video games make kids more violent? No. But I do think that if a child has mental illness, they could unfortunately manifest certain things they're doing in the video game and not necessarily separate it from reality. So if you're of sound mind, video games shouldn't hurt you. But if you're not, they can. So we need to do a much better job hanging out with our kids we've in society have now taught families that you don't have to have the you know mother father there you don't even have to have a parent there you could have a babysitter um the child uh can be you know away you know from the family for extended periods of time take, send them off to camp for three months children need to learn how to be adults They need to learn how to be responsible. They need to learn core values. And we are using other individuals other than the parents to do that, and we have taught society that non-parents do a better job than parents. Now, mind you, having me teach my kids calculus, look, I could do calculus, but yes, I need a teacher for that. But what about some of the ethics? What about some of the, the other things Who's a better teacher for your kids? And parents have been taught that they are tragically incompetent and unsatisfactory for their kids' education. So the education will be at school, and then with the parents, it'll all be fun. Education should be 24-7. Learning, speaking, communicating with them. Picking up on signs. These kids, I mean, look at how some schools, when it comes to gender dysphoria, are saying keep the parents out of it. Don't you want parents on suicide watch if some of these gender dysphoria kids have true gender dysphoria? We have taught society that parents, all they had to do was give birth, feed them, and give them a roof over their head. Parents are a thousand percent responsible for a child's education, for a child's upbringing. And I think this court case is gonna kinda highlight that parents need to do a much better job. One eight seven seven doc dolly, don't go away.
0: News update at a U.S. Senate hearing focused on the harms caused by big tech and social media.
4: Well, he should have never been appointed. uh, Grotesquely unqualified for the job. And the reality is, he's uh, been a traitor. He's not followed the laws of the land. He's allowed people to come in here. Uh, he's put this country in jeopardy.
0: An apology from Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Accommodating a request by certain members of the Senate Judiciary Committee at a hearing this week, Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley had demanded Zuckerberg and other tech CEOs apologize to people in the chamber who had lost loved ones due to their use of social media. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the Senate will vote next week on the national security and border aid bill It includes a bipartisan deal on border and immigration restrictions and other measures. Schumer said the text of the agreements being made public as soon as today, possibly Sunday. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News.
4: It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply. The nation's largest emergency preparedness company are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day.
2: Dr. Dolly, show. Thank you all for tuning in. One eight seven seven Doc One eight seven seven D O C D A L I. So scientists are struggling defining woman versus man, and this is something that um, has kind of baffled a lot of people because if anybody could figure out what's a man, what's a woman, you would think it would be scientists. But science and sci- society don't mix. Societally, woman and man mean something different. And so, no wonder there's all this mass confusion. Now, using old stereotypes, a woman would be looked upon as somebody who was wearing a dress, very maternal, feminine, pink having female body parts, men, taller, wearing pants, male body parts, doing the man jobs. So society has, over the last few decades, changed those stereotypes, which I think a lot of us agree. I I don't wear skirts all the time. My favorite color is not pink. I like blue. As a woman, I like sports. I love hanging out with men. Now, I yeah, sometimes I kind of you know, think I'm one of the dudes. But I'm a woman, biologically. I have the ovaries. Well, I mean, I did have the ovaries and the uterus. Those are gone, which is, again, another, another reason why scientists don't know how to define it. Dr. Dahlia doesn't have her ovaries and uterus anymore. Is she still a woman? Yes, I'm still a woman. And not because I have a vagina, It's because that's how I identify. So the scientists in society are struggling with this. And uh, one article called The Secret Life of Mom, scientists claim there is not a simple answer to define woman. Well, maybe it's because we've started to change what woman and man means. But we need desperately a descriptor. Especially from a medical standpoint, for somebody who is born XY and somebody who is born XX, if you don't want to use woman or man and you don't want to have that as a, then we need something else. We need another descriptor. Now, somebody had said when the debate first started, why don't we then just say you're XY and you're XX? Well, adding a little bit of complexity to the issue, some people are XXX, some people are XYY. So there's um, different uh, genetic chromosomal combinations, and some individuals might not want to be identified as that. And so our desire to have identity has superseded science, which some people might say that's fantastic. But then what about the fetus's identity? I I mean, who gets to identify as alive? Who gets to identify as, you know... So we have to have, if we're not going to use man or woman, if Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson can't define a woman, if here we are in the 2020s, and when somebody asks you what is the definition of a man or woman and you stammer because it's changing and you can't say, well, a man has male genital you know, genitalia and a female, a woman has female genitalia. If we're not using that anymore, can we come up with another descriptor? Because as a physician, I am responsible for your ovaries. I'm responsible for your prostate. I'm responsible for your testicles. Now, we've been getting by with the cis and trans. All right, That has been a band aid right now on the situation of how do we identify? What do we call it? You know, and, you know, if we're getting rid of the terms man and woman, then do we not have trans anymore? we're no longer using those terms, then there's no need to have trans descriptors. You're a person. Would it save taxpayers money because now we don't have to do surgery and puberty blockers? You know, they say the child identifies as a girl and not a boy. I thought we're not using girl-boy anymore. So society needs to figure out what is it. Are we going to be using girl-boy Man, woman. Or if we're not, then we don't have cis-trans anymore. If a child says, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. I want to identify as a girl. And we don't have boy-girl descriptors. Then they wear what they want. They do what they want. The problem is, is society is very... Society doesn't know how to adjust or transition. I was in the bathroom last weekend and there was a six foot four transgender female, hairy legs, beard, um, seemed nice. Yeah. I got out of the toilet. I was alone in the bathroom with them. Her. She left. Well. I didn't have a problem with it, but for a split second. I thought, what if the person was pretending? Two transgender individuals I don't fear. I'm very comfortable around. But what if this person wanted to get into the girls' bathroom and commit assault? Look at how we just, there was that arrest of that gentleman that was filming 14-year-old girls in airplane bathrooms. Okay, we do know there's predators out there. There's traffickers. There's... The the women's bathroom is one of the most dangerous places for a woman to be. If we're going to be using women men in this conversation, that's why women always go to the bathroom with somebody else because their man their their partner can't go with them. So they're very vulnerable within the confines of that room. Something could happen to them, and their spouse who is forced who is not allowed can break a law walking into the bathroom has to stay outside while something could be happening to their loved one. So people go to the bathroom in pairs. There's rules. The reason why men can't go into a female bathroom is because of the assault that happens. It's illegal. If somebody claims, look, they were going to assault me, well, what were you doing in the bathroom? Even if there's no proof of assault, why were you there? So it's to protect women protect people who might be built differently, might be vulnerable in that population. But if somebody pretends like that Virginia family where the daughter was raped by somebody who pretended to be transgender and go into the girl's bathroom, society needs to figure this out. We've put all this effort and focus on getting rid of the terms woman and man. But what do you do about assault? what do you do about look at those four women that struggled to hold one shoplifter you know if if there's a job that does require certain physical strength no nope. how do you hire for that? Do you say we're looking for people who are six foot two? And can we restrain another six-foot-two, 225-pound individual that was born XY? If we're not going to use man-woman, what else? We, we need to come up with something. It's a mess. Like I say, doctors, we're able to get by with the cis-trans male-female. Because we have to, and we demand it that there be some sort of descriptor because we have to know what organs you have. But you know, I society needs to figure this out and quickly. 1877 dot Dolly.
4: Are you a business owner?
3: created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices. Our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium cbd by simply paying shipping and handling at gcnfreecbd.com that's gcnfreecbd.com again gcnfreecbd.com offered by veterans vitality premium cbd i know i need to pay attention to my health but i just can't seem to find the time between rushing to work and taking care of the kids there's not much time left over for me So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks and on the weekends we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be.
4: You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day.
2: Back on the Dr. Dalia show. Thank you all for tuning in. One eight seven seven 877 Dolly. 1 D O C D A L I. So, there has been a growing push to cancel Columbus Day. In fact, I think some school districts take off more than Columbus Day. They make it more than a three day weekend. I think one school district, I remember speaking to a family member back east, said they were off the whole week for Columbus Day. And this push to cancel it, has been going on for a while. Now it's including Veterans Day. Apparently there has been a vote by the Stamford Board of Education. This is being reported by History Enhanced to eliminate Veterans Day from their academic calendar. Now this is the Stamford Board of Education in Connecticut. The Board of Education voted 5-3 to to remove Columbus Day and Veterans Day from the academic calendars in the upcoming years. So they are no longer recognized as federal holidays. I didn't know a school district could do that. There's a federal holiday if the school can supersede that. Board member Joshua Esses introduced the motion during Tuesday's meeting, arguing shortening the year. Would be better educationally for pupils. Now, the kind of random that they're picking Columbus Day and Veterans Day. I told you guys, if you want to improve students' academic performance, let's do something about the three-month summer vacation. I think that's the most ridiculous thing out there. Three months of the kids not learning every year? How many years does that then, what, that equates to what? Three years every, three years of education kids aren't getting every 12 years. I mean, you, but stopping Veterans Day? Do any of the board members have a family member who's a veteran? Do any of the family members have their life to thank for the work of a veteran? So, Columbus Day is held the second Monday of October. And it honors Italian explorer Christopher Columbus, who cited the Americas in 1492. But it was polarizing this day because critics highlighted that Columbus was known to have slaves and he brutalized indigenous people. So multiple states... And cities have changed the holiday to Indigenous People Day. Board member Esses also suggested removing Muslim and Jewish holidays. But then he dropped that idea because no other colleagues supported the proposal. Okay, I don't know much about the school district, but I don't think they take off for Lagba Omer or Tu Bishvat or other Sorts of usually with the Jewish holidays, the kids still go to school or they take off themselves. So I'm a little confused by that. But Veterans Day, where did this come from? Why would Veterans Day be on the chopping block? What did veterans ever do? So because the board voted five to three, this has caused huge outrage and understandably so. And, you know, I guess the idea of, well, we have to do it to help these students learn, and they have too many days off. What about staff development days? You know, it's interesting. The, the concept of staff development day, as an educator, right, it was nice to not have classes eight hours a day. I needed prep time before the class. Sometimes I needed some prep time after the class or to be able to talk to students. So I do believe that the workday should encompass some admin time. So if a teacher works 8 to 5 with our lunch and classes don't start till 8.30 and classes get out at 3, You're allowing, not including lunch, two and a half hours of admin time a day. Every day. For the whole school year. Do teachers also need retreats? Do they need, um, you know, let's all get together and, you know, I mean, if that is the case, I mean, you could have a meeting every day at 4 p.m., but if everybody wants to go home at 4 p.m., well, But, I mean, how much admin time then is needed? And what about the three-month school year or the three-month summer break? Now, Veterans Day, okay, being devil's advocate, you have the Halloween. You have, which people do take off the next day if their kids were out late, et cetera, sugar buzz. You have Thanksgiving, which went. See, Thanksgiving used to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When I grew up, you were at school. Full day Wednesday before Thanksgiving break. They've changed that. Now many schools are making Thanksgiving break a whole week. Then you go back to school for a couple weeks, and then you're off for Christmas break or winter break. So I get why some people think, well, a day off in the middle of November could. But to honor your veterans, I can't think of another day. You know, besides Christmas or Hanukkah or some of the high holidays, I couldn't think of another day that necessitates being off. but well, also with the exception of Memorial Day. But see, with Memorial Day, a lot of the kids are already out of school, so they don't understand that. I think for Veterans Day, we should be observing it much better than we have. Not only do we take that day off so we could spend time with our loved ones, but the day before, the day after, students learn about what happened to make this country free why people sacrifice their life for this country uh, we don't really do that especially now if they want to you scrap that day i mean what are they going to say well today is veterans day all right let's move on pull out your textbooks now let's read a poem so I'm I'm really concerned. You know, our air, our um our military has been struggling to recruit. Our uh patriotism has dropped. I don't see American flags everywhere like I used to. As a kid, there were American flags all over the place. People would wear American flags, they'd be on their trucks, they'd be on their some parts of this country I could go for miles without seeing one American flag. Yet, you go into Switzerland, there's Switzerland flags all over the place. You go into Israel, you see flags. You see flags in Germany. You see flags in Italy. But America, it's almost like if we're too patriotic, if we support our military, and I get some people are concerned that there could be other messaging. Veterans Day is no other messaging but honoring those people who gave their life for our freedom. And we don't want our kids to understand that. Now, somebody could say, look, the kids aren't honoring their veterans. When they're off, they're playing video games. Well, then, you know, if you are concerned that they're missing the point the day before and the day after, they can, but a veteran wants to spend that time. this is veterans day this is their day your grandparents your aunts uncles grandma they they want to be with their loved ones on this day veterans day may be very very sad for our veterans because they've lost people now there was a time where everybody had a veteran in their family i get things are changing now but we still should show our support one 877 doc
4: mypatriotsupply.com today time is running out to prepare for what's coming mypatriotsupply.com
1: who listens to radio at night emts truck drivers law enforcement and many other hard-working people just like you buying products and services from companies just like yours many companies owe their success to radio it's the engaging medium Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur Dex for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422.